Hey everyone, my name is Sam and this is episode 6 of Sam Presents, a conversation with a podcast where I talk to fellow nerds about how nerd culture has impacted their lives. My guest for this episode was recommended to me by Rufus, the amazing Rufus. She is a massive anime fan, massive Funko Pop collection, which we'll go into. So please give a warm welcome to Hazel. I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I am good. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. That's okay. So, I guess the first thing to say is tell me and everybody else more about yourself. Okay, so um, I'm quite a big um, anime, I'm kind of like manga kind of nerd, um, you could say. Um, I've always kind of been into nerdy things. So as a kid, I would watch like um, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff with my dad. Um, and I've always been really into like big into reading and things. Um, and I've always loved getting into books and, you know, kind of just escaping from the world through those. Um, but as much as I loved the nerdy stuff, it never quite felt like it was really like the thing that I loved, loved. So um, years ago, um, I turned on the TV back when we had like five channels um, and there was this um, animated movie on and I had no idea what it was or what it was called. Um, And I loved watching it and it was so good, but I never found out what it was. And then years later, um, during my second year of uni, a friend at the time actually got me um, a DVD for my birthday, which was the actual movie that I had watched years ago and I was like this is the movie this is what I've been looking for and it all just kind of stemmed from there I slowly started to expand out into watching anime and at the time as well it was still one of those kind of things where it was still very kind of niche to be an anime fan so you kind of just kept it to yourself and you know like there was always that connotation that um, people were very weird with it and whatnot. Um, but now obviously it's become much bigger and now I just don't care I'll just be like yeah I'm a massive anime fan <laughs> come at me what have you got <laughs> uh, it, it's it's funny how things work out like that you know you watch a movie when you're younger no idea what it is and then it just happens to be a gift I, I love that I really do oh, so yeah, definitely um, I think as well because I we didn't have access to be able to find out what it was and I'd, it always bugged me and I was like, I wish I knew what it was. And then all of a sudden it was right there in my lap. <laughs> so tell me about your, your first sort of real experience with nerd culture. Um, so a lot of it would be when I was younger, um, I'd watch movies with my dad. Um, my mum and my sister were never really that into them, but my dad did enjoy them. So... Um, every so often like when we had the spare TV we'd watch um, if it was on the TV or if my dad had managed to tape it on a VHS we'd um, sit and just have some time and watch like the movies together which was always really nice it was nice to have that kind of quality time 
Um, my mum's been into gaming, which is also kind of also stemmed over to me, so I do enjoy that as well. Um, but so I've always kind of had a good experience with kind of everything, if that makes sense. Like I've kind of dipped my fingers in many pies, shall we say, into like the nerdy stuff. I've watched things like Stargate. I've seen a few episodes of Star Trek. It wasn't really my kind of jam, but I can appreciate why people love it so much. Um, and then it's always just kind of expanded on from there of slowly getting into more and more things like Marvel and all that kind of stuff. And then now it's uh, I found my, uh, should we say, passion, which is uh, anime, <laughs> anime and manga. That, that is that is good. So how how has nerd culture as a whole and in air quotes impacted your life? I'd say it's impacted it quite um, massively. It's managed to help me feel over the years more comfortable with myself. Um, I've always kind of, as a kid, I got I got bullied quite a lot. So being able to read books and kind of disappear into those um, really did help. And then, you know, just having that little fun time of finding things that I enjoyed um it was kind of difficult to obviously at the beginning kind of admit that you were into like the really nerdy stuff because it wasn't a big thing at the time um a lot of people were into more kind of like um more common stream things shall we say um i was so glad when pokemon became a thing at school because i absolutely jammed off that i watched like sailor moon pokemon um i loved watching the anime of that um, so it was nice to be able to actually like connect with people over that. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've slowly kind of just gotten more accepting of what I do like, um, rather than trying to fit in. I'm just more of, yeah, this is what I like. It's, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> you either yeah. like it or you don't. And um, it's managed to help me, um, you know, make new friends and have new experiences. I've managed to go to Comic-Cons and had a fantastic experience there. And, you know meet people who are into different fandoms and things and just kind of you know have fun chatting about what it is that we like and why um so it's been really good um i've even got like tattoos and things from some of the animes that i love all the different books and things so they've had quite a big impact on me <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i think that's the common thing is that you know when you're a child it's always sort of it's um, it's almost like it's frowned upon in a way in sort of with your in your friendship group or with your peers because you're not conforming to the social norm you know you're not into sports or into you know things like that that should be what people perceive you to be oh yeah off. definitely yeah but then you know when when you do get older and you find the like-minded people and it's like why was I afraid to be me all this time yeah but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it, it seems to be the common occurrence between sort of everybody that I've had on the podcast so far that it from a young age, it was sort of hidden slightly. Um, and then, you know, it becomes more and more mainstream, which is it, it is good. Um, one thing that I have to ask you, and I'm really interested in finding this one out. So... When I, when I asked you some, for some basic info for the intro and everything, you said that you've got a Funko Pop collection. Y- yes. yes. <laughs> it's, um, 
It's rather rather large. Um, we have a thing that we call um, the Wall of Nerd at home, um, where I've got like all my anime, manga, and things. Um, and over the years, I have been collecting Funko Pops. Um, it's slowly gone from like the odd one or two um, to quite a big collection. Um, it's not as big as some people's, and I have had to really restrict myself down on what I want to what I want to collect because they just keep making more. Yeah. Um, but I've pretty much got almost all of the My Hero Academia pop figures. I've got all of the Attack on Titan ones. I've got like Black Butler, um, Soul Eater. I've got some of the pop figures from that as well. Um, and My Hero Academia, there's oh there's so many pop figures of them and they keep releasing more so i think i'm gonna need some more space <laughs> yeah because i i i've got the odd odd few of ones that like specifically jump out to me so i, I don't follow any specific sort of collection of them yeah um if, if there's one that i want to get from one of the fandoms i like i'm just gonna get it but to, to hear somebody that's got let's say complete collections for now of specific uh, specific genres it's, it's so cool and do you keep them in the boxes or do you take them out and have them on display that way so originally um when i was young and stupid um i took them out of the boxes and i actually threw the boxes away for a lot of them um, which I regret entirely because now I just want to put them in the boxes <laughs> and you can't get replacements and it's it's nigh on impossible. I'm trying to um, find replacement boxes for like my original Attack on Titan ones. Um, but most of them now stay in the box. Um, we're actually in the process of moving. So all the ones I do have boxes for have been reboxed back up um, and they're going to stay that way um, just to try and keep them safe. There's a few of like some of them as well are worth quite a bit of money because the value does go up yeah um and some of the more expensive my hair academia ones um unfortunately i haven't been able to add to my collection yet because we're talking like a hundred odd pounds for a pop figure um which is a bit out of my budget at the moment um so yeah i mean like, when you think it's, it's a bit of plastic that's not very big yeah <laughs> it's a. Uh, yeah, well, it depends actually on the size of the pop figure. Have you seen the big ones they've got? That Yes, yeah, that is I, true. <laughs> I ordered one of those by accident thinking it was like the medium-sized ones that they kind of did to things. <laughs> and then this giant box arrived and I opened it thinking, what is this? And it was just huge and I was like, oh, I've made a mistake. <laughs> what is this? And it's just massive and it just sits in the corner. I'm like, yeah, I did that. Um, <laughs> so that one was worth its money. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some of them, especially like um, the like con convention ones that are exclusives from America. Yeah. Are so difficult to like get your hands on and the value just skyrockets. Um, so I'm trying to get my hands on some of those, but I think it's going to be a while before I get to actually fully finish the collection. Well, that, but, that, yeah, they'll be staying in their boxes <laughs> to keep them safe. That leads almost perfectly into the next question, which is, what is your most prized item in your collection? Hmm, that's a very good question. Pop figure-wise, I'd probably have to say my original Attack on Titan pop figures um, but I have also been able to get a hold of um, a Comic-Con exclusive of um, 
uh, Bakugo from My Hero Academia, um, which I absolutely love. Um, I managed to get quite a good deal on it because um, the person that sold it to me was quite a big fan as well, so they were willing to drop down on the price of it. Um, and I'm just so glad I've got it. I like held on to it like it was the most precious thing I've ever held when I finally managed to get it. Um, but I've also been lucky as well to get like um, collector's editions of animes as well. So I've got like um, a collector's edition of things like Attack on Titan, um, which is my absolute favourite anime. Um, and then I've got um, like beautiful collection boxes like ReZero, um, which has been done so prettily and things like that. So it's nice to have them. I'm quite a big person like displaying them. Um, so it's nice to have like the the really special ones that you can display. Yeah, I, I think with those, you know, it it would be more of a display thing, I guess, because of how, you know, how they look. But yeah. If if money wasn't an option, obviously, you know, you said that you was moving, so obviously money, money definitely <laughs> yeah. is an option right now. Um, but if, if money wasn't an option and you could literally get anything, what would be the one, the one item or the one thing that you would get to sort of maybe complete the collection or something that you've just always wanted mm, it'd probably be one of the missing my hero academia ones that um i'm looking for um there's a couple of really rare ones like um ochiko with her mask on it was one of the first original ones that was made and it's just ridiculously expensive but i'd love to add it to like my collection um and there's a couple like that that would just be amazing to have they're like the final pieces to fill it in but I think that one goes normally for like 250 odd pounds. Um, so it's, it's quite quite an expensive one, but yeah, that would be my ultimate purchase if I was to be able to get one like that, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of what, what few Funko Pop figures I've got. And because all of mine are out of boxes as well, because mm. I, I just, I, I like being able to hold them. But I, I think the ones that, there, there's one that I want to get and it is so expensive and it's the Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan trunks, but the, oh, the, okay, the, yeah. the, the proper one with the, with the sword out and everything, not the, not the super version. And you, you just can't get it. Yeah, some you have to look in like um, very niche places for them sometimes as well. Um, yeah. There's certain pages on Facebook specifically for Funko Pops that I do tend to look at. Um, but most of the time there's um, there's different apps that can tell you the value of what pop figures are currently selling for um, called TPD, which is what I use. Um, as well but that's kind of also stems from the issue because if people are buying them on like it kind of takes an estimation off of ebay and if they're selling for high on ebay the price just skyrockets um and unfortunately it does mean that if you are just genuinely a fan of the thing it can sometimes be nigh on impossible to finish your collection obviously i also understand the other side of it you want to get your value for what you've purchased you know if it's worth money you want to get your money but it does make it uh, very difficult as a fan when um, you look at the price and it's a bit eye-watering sometimes yeah it, it's an interesting fandom and it, it's one that and i'm glad that you know you're on here to be able to talk about it because 
it, it's something that sort of popped up out of nowhere and then just exploded into people going to you know the, the big supermarkets in America and just clearing the shelves of all the um, like the, the special edition ones that each each specific shop would have and and it's weird to think how what essentially could have been a very small company to start with has exploded like that oh yeah definitely like I remember um, in Birmingham there used to be um, a little stall in like a place called Oasis Market that used to sell Funko Pops and it closed down because nobody bought them and then a couple of years later they were just exploded and they were everywhere um, and it's all all you could find in almost every shop was people just having these Funko Pops so it's definitely grown exponentially over the years and obviously they keep just adding to what they've currently got as well so I think it's only just going to get bigger as well yeah I mean that there was ones that I've wanted for ages that weren't officially released or announced until this year and so they've been pre-ordered now um, but it was the the Green Day figures oh uh, yeah the music ones that they've yeah. been doing yeah, and th- they were announced or like rumoured to be announced for so long, so many years, and now it's finally happening. And yeah. It's like they just keep getting bigger and better as a yeah. company. It's, I mean, my, exa- hat, my hat goes off to them, you know, definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Um, they're announcing pop figures for a thing called um, Funcon, yeah. and they've just announced two um, My Hero Academia ones, so I'm just like watching the websites waiting for when they come onto the website so i can pre-order them and grab them as soon as possible or like i must have them (laughs) i'm just watching waiting (laughs) Uh, i it it still you know baffles me how how big it's got but in a good way um but let's go on to the quick fire questions because we can um (laughs) <laughs> so so yeah let, let's 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 jump into it so tea or coffee mm, hot chocolate oh right. and tea as well i have i have a big tea and hot chocolate cupboard <laughs> so <laughs> definitely those <laughs> uh marvel or dc marvel star wars star trek or stargate Star Wars, although I did love Stargate as a kid as well, um, but Star Wars would probably have to take the top spot. Pokemon or Digimon? Pokemon, <laughs> without <Books> a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> books, TV or movies? Mm, books. I love a good book. <laughs> yeah, I, I think because Rufus was the one that, or the, the amazing Rufus, yeah. Um, as he requested to be called, um, yes, <laughs> was was the one that sort of recommended that that you come on here, and I'm so glad that you did. Uh, you know, it's yeah, been <laughs> usually when people want to know about um, anime or they've got questions about things about which animes they should watch, I'm usually the one they get directed to. Um, I have a few fair few animes under my belt, shall we say, and <laughs> um, you can keep track of it on. Um, a list called um, uh, My Anime List Um, and it basically can tell you how many hours worth of anime you've watched and I'm essentially at the point where even if I sat down for an entire month and didn't stop watching anime I still wouldn't be able to get it all in (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm usually the one that people do come to for their uh, for their recommendations. But I do love a good book. I think especially because it comes in so many different forms and most TV things do get adapted from books so it's nice to be able to read the originals and it's the same with like um, anime you know nine times out of ten it's been created from a manga that you can read and you can see how the author wanted to you know grow and develop the story and the characters and things and it's just it's it's really nice to be able to kind of lose yourself in that yeah. Um, which I think you don't get as much from movies and TV as you do from books. Yeah, because with with movies in in particular, I, I will use this as the example now. They they're sort of what two three hours long, unless it's the Lord of the Rings, and then you're talking of like you know an entire month or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but you don't get as much real character development as you would in the book. Um, so there is one one final question that I have for you then. Yeah. Um, so you said that you like Lord of the Rings. Book or film? Which, like, which do you prefer? Mm, that's a tough one. Um, I think I'd have to say film over book, just purely of the fact that as a kid it was easier to digest than the book. Um, being younger obviously it was a book more aimed for adults so there was quite a lot into it and it was quite um wordy shall we say yeah for some things so as a kid being able to watch the movies and understand the story and stuff was amazing and then when i did get to an age of obviously being able to read the book it was just as good um but i think the movies will always kind of have that little special place in my heart just because it was my introduction to it um so yeah i think i'll always love the movies um the most out of those ones which is very rare normally i'd say the book <laughs> i i think for, for me i think it's the fellowship film because the book sort of it stops and starts and even though i've read it multiple times i still always find the fellowship book the worst one yeah because it you know it literally stops starts and then all the sort of actual fellowship action happens in the last few chapters whereas the yeah. film sort of it, it's faster paced but the two towers and return of the king books and films i i have equal appreciation for yeah uh, to be fair i think it's one of the best franchises that's been made um a lot of the times when my favorite books get adapted into things i don't actually watch the movies because I've watched them in the past and it's completely ruined the book um, and all I can do is pick it apart but I think for one of those like they really tried to hold true to it and obviously they can't include everything that happens in the books but I think they've got the main kind of you know essence of everything that the author wanted to get across in his books into the movies which I think is what's kind of important definitely definitely well I think that's a good place to close this then. So I, I hope you've enjoyed coming on here. I have. Thank you for having me. That's not a problem. Where where can we find you, find out more information about you, follow you, etc.? Um, so I do have um, Instagram. Um, I'm terrible at updating it, but um, it's uh, Crazy Cat Lady Hayes. Um, so basically Hazel, but without the L. Um, all one word so that's on my Instagram where I normally tend to try and 
post about like my usual nerdy things that I have um, or just general adventures that I go on. <laughs> Excellent. So hopefully, um, hopefully one day we'll actually all get to meet in person because obviously lockdown is still a thing over here. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get Rufus to arrange something and it'll all be a big nerdy hangout with us all. Oh, yeah, it'll just be a massive nerd fest of everybody talking about board games and Lord of the Rings and Star Trek. And <laughs> I have just me no waffling on about <laughs> Me just waffling on about anime like there's no tomorrow. I'll be like, oh, you like that kind of program? Well, here's an anime version. <laughs> and then we have no lives because we've just... Yes gone into different branches of nerdism yeah <laughs> everyone's just talking about their own thing and everyone's like, everyone's like I don't understand what they're talking about but I love this <laughs> uh, brilliant well thank you very much for coming on and, not a problem uh, it's been lovely thank you not a problem take care thank you have a good day you too bye bye So that was Hazel, everybody. Again, a big thank you to Hazel for coming on and being an amazing guest on this podcast. If anybody wants to be a future guest on a conversation with, drop me a message at Sam on Instagram and we can arrange times and, and recording sessions and everything. So until then, I will see you all next time. Bye.